Okay, let's just uh, let's just get started then. Uh, welcome everybody to the Enemy Slime Podcast. I am your usual host, Jared. I am joined today by Mr. Doug Wilson. Girls just want to have fun. <laughs> I have Mr. Michael Mahoney. Hey, everybody. How are you doing? I have Mr. Lucio Lorenzino. Hello, and thank you, James, for letting us know what gravure photography was. And I feel like I oh, yeah. trailed that last one off as though I was saying going to say there was someone else. But there is no one else. This, this is what you get. Actually, I feel like you trailed off like you couldn't quite remember Lucio's name. Well, I was, it, it was a little bit of a struggle, but I got it, didn't I? It is Lucio, right? right? You did yes. fine. Lucio. Larry, actually. I didn't want to I didn't want to accidentally call him Juicio again. That would be <laughs> embarrassing for everyone. Uh, it's yes, a it's it a light have. week this week. There's not a whole lot of news going on. Uh, we're getting ready to head out to PAX. So this is kind of the the last big I, I won't have much time to play games or anything. I'll be flying off to the Great White North. I think that's about right. And uh, and playing all those games at PAX. Michael, are you super psyched for PAX? Uh, yeah, it should be good. I'm looking forward to it. There should be uh, should be some nice things to see there. And if not, it never hurts to just be in Seattle, right? We're going to need so much chowder. Oh, I hope man. there's some left. Yeah, they, uh, they better not run out of chowder before we get there because there's going to be a lot of chowder consumption going on. I just saw a news broadcast. Yeah, they're out. No chowder. What? Gone. Oh man, it's a great chowder crisis. Where did you hear that though? It was a reliable news source like CNN, right? NPR. Ah, yep, that's as Info reliable Wars. as it gets. Infowars. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Jones letting us know. Hey, hey, <laughs> bad news, guys. We got a chowder situation going on here. Um, Alex Jones sounds like a guy who who likes his chowder. He'd have a fucking meltdown if they ran out of chowder. He can't handle it when like. The president looks the wrong way. You know, it, it's going to be even worse when something serious happens, like a chowder crisis. Like, like right? <laughs> like if the president looks right? Right or left. If he looks in any oh. direction. If the president moves his eyes, Alex Jones is upset. If the president which way is... is oh, good. If the president is, just is. <laughs> yeah, if the president <laughs> that's is. Enough, that's enough to uh, set up Alex Jones. But whoa, folks, that's enough political talk for one day. Why don't we talk about some video games? What do you guys think? No. Eh. I think we should talk about the politics of No Man's Sky. <laughs> we can comment just very briefly on No Man's Sky to say that Lucio's review of the game should go live today. And uh, where did you finally land, Lucio? How did you feel? <laughs> I hate this game. <laughs> you hate this game. You've graduated to hating it. Yeah. So the way that, that I want to put it is like this. It's a game that gets worse the, long, the longer you play it. And I think I played it for way too long. Right. So it's a game that gets worse the longer that you've played it. And then to, the, the problem there is that to compound that issue, they've made it so it's intentionally going to last as long as humanly possible. Right, so it's a game that is sold on being eternal, and every time, you know, the, it's, it's hell, it's hell, it's hell in a game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad you came around because you were, you were doing, you were surfing on a pretty positive vibe there for a little bit, or at least more positive I mean, than know, most people. The first, the first few hours were great. I, I was down, and, and to I think a two I got lucky because I got like pretty interesting, like first and second systems. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was great. Like, I, I got, like, this really cool, like, beach planet with the weird fucking octopus floating things and a cool, like, castle thing. And, 
you know, then I, I left that planet and I went to like a winter wonderland shed. You know, it was great. And then, you know, I realized like later on, it's like, oh, that, that, that's as good as it got. That was the, that was the apex. <laughs> that yeah. was it. That was it. Yeah, exactly. I think uh, I think where everything kind of got sealed for me was when I tried to show Michael and Doug the game and their immediate revulsion and refusal to witness it any further. Um, <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. It was so bad, I wanted to go play indie games. <laughs> <laughs> like during this... Yeah. Well, this weekend, I, I tried to get as far as, I, as far as far as I could with the Path of the Atlas because I was like, oh, maybe if I like... Play with a purpose; it will be good. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it was. Yeah, I, I will say, I. The path of Atlas is basically go from this point to this point. Okay, you came to this point. Now let's go to the other point. And it's like, oh fuck you. Right, and people act like that's not in the spirit of the game, but it is because you see the same shit following that path as you do exploring randomly. So, yeah. what were you going to say, Michael? Well, I will say like. I've listened to people bitch about this game a lot. And, like, I understand with Lucio, he had to play it. But, you know, <laughs> you you really should have seen this coming. Like, we, we've I mean, been saying this is a bad idea for, like, two years now. And everybody's acting like they've never... Nobody could have expected this to happen. Nobody's ever made a bad game before. <laughs> and, and that's kind of the point. It's like, you know, I... Um... And I say... I said in my review, I understand that this game was never going to live up to the expectations it's set. That being said, it's an awful game in its own right. Yeah, yeah, I well, think so too. I think I think if it had come out at a $60 price point and it had no marketing whatsoever and it just appeared one day, uh, I think you'd still probably not have very much fun playing it. Yeah, certainly. But wouldn't we be seeing the kind of outrage that people just feel when they get sold a bad game rather no. than they built up this... No, that's what I'm saying is if it hadn't been for the marketing, wouldn't they just be mad the way people are when you get a bad game? Oh, yeah. But instead, yeah. they have two to three years of building some, themselves up like this is the second coming of video game Christ, and they have nobody to blame but themselves. The, no, there's actually, people who... Um... And, and the people who sold them the game that doesn't exist. Okay, f- fair enough. There is some of that. But again... We covered that aren't exhaustively. You just kind of a, aren't you just kind of a you know stupid, naive asshole if you really bought into all this shit? <laughs> And you know what? If you're having yeah. if you're having fun with the game, fuck you too. <laughs> I, I I bear those people. Having, no, 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 no. If you're having fun with the game, I want you to write to me and tell me how, because I can understand how anybody can have fun with this. Thing. I know I know at least one person who's who's uh, enjoying it. Um, at least the girl from well, your dungeon basement. Bring that person here because <laughs> I want to talk to them. Keep her come like, tell us what's great about it. Well, like, I want to meet these people, and I'm like. Like, they, they, they fascinate me. Like, what kind of fucking sick asshole? Like, I want to study them. I want to see, are they, like, real people? Do, do they have, like, jobs and, and families and stuff? The electronic lock on my cold storage unit only opens once a day, so I'll have to ask tomorrow, but I'll try and get some more. <laughs> I'll try and get some more info for you on what they All find right, so right. compelling about it. I mean, I, I, I seriously want to know because... Like, towards the end, like, this weekend, especially, like, I had, like, Deus Ex. I had, like, Adam Jensen looking at me with his, like, <laughs> sad dour face going, like, why aren't you playing me? <laughs> and, you know, I was fucking trying to, to get something to like about this game. Yeah, All yeah. Right. One more question, because I'm just, I'm so sick of everybody being on the cross about this game. Okay. Had it come out, and it was, like, $10? Yeah, I would It's a bad game. That, well, it is, it is a bad game, but uh, it, it's a game that, 
it's a game that you I, I, okay here's what i would say here's how you here's how you fix no man's sky are you ready um i would actually lose the atlas thing i would lose the center of the universe bullshit i'd get rid of all of that um because that makes it feel like there's a reason to keep playing and what i would mm-hmm. do instead is i would just make it a thing where hey go explore and then you kind of you won't feel like you're missing out by quitting at any point. Like, and so you'll hit the two hour mark and you'll be like, well, this was fun. This was a fun distraction. And then you'll stop playing it. And maybe you'll come back to it every now and then and explore a little bit. But Mm -hmm. because there's like this expectation of there's something at the end of the game. And because there's some of these quest lines and things that they've put in pair that up with a $60 price point, nonetheless. And I think it's, I think it's problematic, but if this game was $20, and you could kind of just put it down whenever. I think it's, it's like it's like um, it's like your brain telling you to stop eating when you're full, right? Like you're you're gonna just stop playing the game when you're not having fun anymore. But as it stands right now, poor Lucio felt like he had something that he needed to see and something that he needed to reach before he could quit, yep. and so he wound up, you know, ultimately despising the game because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though arguably Lucio probably could have reviewed the game and have would have seen probably like 90% of the content within the first two or f- probably like four hours of gameplay, probably. Um, you know what? You're right. And that pisses me off even more. Is and- there a lower <laughs> score that I can give this thing? And then the the kicker, the kicker is you would have given it a better score. If you'd played the game yeah. for four hours and not followed the Atlas yeah, path I mean, and just forgotten about fun. it, you, yeah. you probably would have given it a good score. Like you were talking about like fours and shit when, when we originally started discussing this. Yeah. And, but now you've just been put through such a ringer and, uh, and battered and abused so much that uh, there's literally nothing that's appropriate except for a one. So yeah, and uh, we better clarify, Lucio, you beat the game, right? <laughs> no, you're not even close, are you? What? <laughs> well, then how how are you comfortable reviewing it? <laughs> uh, because I think you better get hours, back to that. After two hours, but... it was a loop of repeating. You better eject Deus Ex and snap yeah. that disc in half, sir, because you have more No Man's Sky to play. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. What do you think we're paying you for? I haven't. I haven't played it since. I don't even know where I was. I actually just turned off the PlayStation in the middle of space. I don't know where that would have saved my game or where I'll appear. But I was just like, you know what? No, <laughs> I couldn't even be bothered to land my ship safely and save the game. I was just like, forget. Like, I, I put like a list of things that make no sense because it's not that just. Even if it was a ten dollar game, there's stuff in that game that just make doesn't make sense. Like, you know, why does it take a, an inventory slot to make an upgrade? Why do I have to hold the button for everything? Oh, you know, yeah, that kind I of know. shit. Yeah, there's some it, it's just like some fucking annoying and, and they become like they 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 become exponentially more annoying, right? So the yeah. longer you play the game, the more these things start like grinding at you. You know what pisses me off? I don't know if this ever annoyed the shit out of you, but your field of view is already really low on the PlayStation. And yep. uh, they're very frequently, you'll get these achievements in-game, like achievements, not trophies, but like just yeah, mi- I mean, milestones yeah. that you hit. And when you do, the yeah. screen like shrinks down with these little bars and it plays a cute little tune for you and is like, you walked a thousand steps. And that's great. But a lot of times I'm in the middle of shit. I'm in like a firefight with with sentinels, sure. and oh no! What would you do, Jared? Suddenly, it's the half my screen, you ever been in. 
Well, by the way, I don't know if you know this, but the hitbox on Sentinels is horrendous if you have the uh, the beam tool out. Not the bolt caster, but the actual mining beam. So just shoot them with that, and then you can pretty much point anywhere, and you'll keep hitting them. <laughs> so. Well, I, I bought, like, um, I, I, got like um, I got, like, a, I guess it would be a shotgun attachment for my bolt caster. Mm-hmm. And they can pretty much just aim in their general direction, and I'll hit them. Yeah, yeah. And you will kill them in one shot, too. Yeah, that's pretty good. So, you know, it's just... Uh, let's move on. Yeah, let's talk about something else. Let's talk about how let's, let's never talk about this game again. Unfortunately, America, you've been unfortunately my I docket... going to happen again. My docket doesn't really have a lot of positive news on it today. Uh, but let's let's jump over to a game that uh, I think toes the, toes the line of quality. Uh, and that would be The Final Station, which was released today... And um, I guess yesterday, by the time anybody listens to this, what did what you you said you played a little bit, Michael? How are you finding it as a final uh, version? I just got to about midway through the part where they had um, dropped us off in the demo. Okay, and I still really like it. Like uh, you, you mentioned that it has that it kind of doesn't stick the landing well at all, mm-hmm. and that's almost more surprising when you play the beginning because the beginning's pretty well done. Yeah, I would agree with that. It, it really, it, it's got an ominous tone to it. I think it tells its story, you know, very close to the vest. Uh-huh. And I think that works really well. And then, you know, the game itself is fun, too. So uh, I guess I'm already sad that it is apparently not that good. Well, I wouldn't say it's not that well, good. I mean, yeah. that, that's the problem is that we live in a time now where like a three out of five basically just means it's the worst game of all time. But it's actually a game that I have a lot of nice things to say about. It's just also a game where as you get closer and closer to the end, it's like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Like, why are you doing this? <laughs> um, what do you what do you think of my criticism about uh, the story on the train? Well, I, I guess two things, because I had two big complaints about the train. One is that it's hard to follow any of the dialogue that's taking place because you're because mm-hmm. you're busy doing shit. Is that something that you would agree with? Yeah, I would say so. Although I'm not far enough along that I feel like they're really busting out a lot of uh, important story points. But yeah, it's it can be diff- you'll like walk away and lose something. And I wish that it would just you could always see what was going on. Did you get to the part where those two soldiers die? Yes. Did you think that you fucked up the first time that happened? Can't say that I did. Okay, because I actually I restarted the level when they both died because I was like, <laughs> "What the?" F-? And I still to this to this exact point in time, I couldn't tell you why they died. I have no idea what went wrong or like what was supposed to have happened at that moment. Um, Michael was like, "Did I fuck up? No, it's the game that's wrong." I don't know if you could, I don't know if you could <laughs> yes. shed some light on that if you have any idea why they died. Is I it- assume some of those things were like riding outside the train and grabbed him. Oh, is that what you thought? Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. Maybe that's what, what did, happened. What did you think? Like, they were just... I have no idea. Their heads randomly fell off? Well, that wasn't there, like, a flash of light? There's, like, a flash of light, and then they've, they're they they're not just, like... They're not just decapitated. They're turned into, like, paste. Like, they're just red stains on the wall. I figured something pulled them out of the window. What, what it did is it did that transition thing it does when it, like, switches between scenes. So, like, you know, something comes through in the foreground, yeah, and then yeah. it's gone. And then they're just gone, and I didn't understand why. Yeah. I just figured something like reached through the window, grabbed them, and pulled them out, and left like a blood smear behind. Yeah, this is weird. All right, well, I I wasn't <laughs> sure if it was something to debate or not. And then the other thing that I thought was kind of a letdown is while you're driving the train, 
only one component will ever fail. And I, when I had imagined this, when I first saw like the premise, I was like, oh, this is kind of cool because I have to like, you know, multitask. I have to run over here and like run the venting system. And then I have to run back here and I have to uh, adjust the power converter. And then I have to run over here and make sure the cargo is still running okay. But that never happens. It's always just one component that breaks. Did you have something in mind, almost like a lovers in the dangerous space time where you're like... Mm-hmm scampering to run to all your stations to keep everything together yeah yeah and i don't remember the press demo very well but i thought that was what you did in the press demo but maybe yeah in the press demo you have to run between them are there multiple i feel like i feel like multiple things broke yeah like it wasn't like lowers in dangerous space time where it was like super fast right but it was definitely like a but like, it, a, like uh, an element of that, right? It kept you more busy. I mean, that's it's. I feel like it's kind of a shitty complaint on my part because I'm basically saying I was too busy to pay attention to the dialogue, and then on top of it, I'm saying I wish that I had more time to. Like, I wish it was more complex. But um, well, I think had they gone one way or the other, it probably would have been more satisfying. But because they try to do both you kind of find yourself in a situation where neither is that much fun i would have liked it if like a a component broke down you fix it and then as you're walking the game kind of like pauses like people's health bars stop draining the food meters stop draining and Mm -hmm. and they say their piece for a little bit and then it kind of unpauses and they go back to draining and you you go back to you know trying to fix them up again uh but as it stands now like there was some conversation you you start rescuing like scientists and uh, people who are having like pretty big conversations, and I don't know what anybody said. Uh, and so, like, That's not the place of train driver man. I guess it's, <laughs> it's not train driver man's business. That's right. He just drives a train. Did you rescue the guy in the red shirt yet? Who who's talking about getting your his gun back from you? That guy. Yeah, he's a he's a huge dick. Yeah. I don't remember him from the press demo though. Okay, yeah, well he did exist in it. Um same dude. But well, he's a jerk. Yeah. Um and he keeps eating. And then like I said, my other complaints with the game are the last batch of passengers give you money, but there's nothing to spend it on. Um, mm-hmm. because the city it sounds like it wasn't finished. I I really really think bit. so. I can't prove it, but I really really think that they just got to like a certain point, and they're like, "Well, we gotta end the game now." Like, Jared, Jared, you're a games journalist. You don't need to prove it. Ah, that's true. I'll just yeah. accuse them. Yeah, but that's that's really what it feels like. Is that they just hit a point where it's like, "Well, you know, Oleg needs to pay his power bill this month, or they're gonna shut the lights off." So uh, let's go ahead and start wrapping this up. Um, did what did we do with that rifle model? Oh, we we're finished with it. Okay, great. Put it in. Replace their main gun that they spent a bunch of upgrades on. That would be a good idea. I I don't know. That shit pissed me off. The ending. I guess I won't spoil it. So are are you gonna play it like to the end or? I I think I might. I'm still pretty intrigued. So it's pretty interesting yeah. actually. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe we can circle. Maybe we can circle back to it. I'm really curious what you think of the ending. Um, I'm sure I won't be happy, but the maybe you will the be. build up is the build up is evocative enough that I'd like to ride the ride myself. It's almost got uh, like an Evangelion ending, and I mean that on multiple levels. One being that it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, and two being <laughs> two being that I'm very suspicious that they ran out of money and just had to do whatever. <laughs> That's kind of the vibe that I get, but I guess we'll see. We'll see what you think. So yeah, maybe um, probably not next week, but a couple weeks from now we we can circle back and just discuss that. It's not a long game, you know. Like I no, said, no. it's pretty short. I, 
Hey, one more question. Actually, while we're at it, um, I feel like they're meeting out the uh, the new enemies way too quickly. Are there? Are do you fight things in the full game that we didn't fight in the press demo? Yes, there okay. is. Um, well, do you do you, do you want to just find out for yourself? Yeah, I'll do that. Just okay. I feel like I fought everything I did in the press demo, and it's going to be less interesting if I have to play the game fighting just those guys did for you, the next three hours. Did you watch the video review that I did? I did, yes. So I showed all the enemies who were in the press demo in that. Mm. I would say that there are two more, aside mm. from the ones in that video. Maybe three, but I think just two. Um, unfortunately, neither one of them is very interesting, mm. so it doesn't really matter. Uh, they never really found anything more interesting than the body armor. Like Those are the best designed enemies. Um, yeah. Uh, those in the exploding guys, because you have to think a little bit more about how to deal with those. And mm. there are two more types of enemies, but they're they they don't really have a whole lot of of new like twists on the gameplay integrated into them. They're you deal with them the same way you deal with everybody else, which is just shoot them a lot. Uh, okay. So I don't know. I'll yeah, be, I'll be we'll curious see. what you think, but yeah. Um, I'll be curious if you save everybody too. I had one guy die in the last set. Thank God it didn't matter. And um, <laughs> well, you know one thing I did not know about that charged melee attack. So you uh, you saved me like millions of bullets at this point. Does it work for so, you consistently? Because it does not work for me a lot. Yeah, it works. I I do have the problem that you mentioned where I it doesn't feel like it consistently charges right. But right before I started playing today, there was an update, so they may have fixed something there. Oh, well, that'd be good. So, Jared, be honest with me. This is a three because of the mid status, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I was. I, mean, I, I could feel your your pain when. I mean that is, it, that's a moment. Like I hate it. My my guiding principle in video games is don't make me feel like I'm wasting my time. Like in the grand scheme of things, I am wasting my time. I know that, but I like a game that can conceal that. Like I like a game where I don't feel like. Uh, you know, and so when I rescue six passengers and they all give me money that I'll never be able to spend, I feel like I'm wasting my time. When I talk to this guy and he says, go check on my meat and I go check on his meat and I come back and he says nothing. I feel like I'm wasting my time. Like those are mm -hmm. those are things that are like it's it's cute flavor text, but I don't want that. I, or, or if you're going to have it, you know, don't have them like ask you to do things or anything like that. Um but I, I get that vibe a lot of times towards the end of that game. In fact, there's there's this cheeky little horseshit moment in the ending where you walk past a briefcase and uh, you pick it up and you get like a million dollars. But the the, the the ending is like the ending is like two screens away, and I feel like that was just another little fuck you. Like, hey, here's here's a <laughs> shitload of money that you'll never be able to spend. Uh, so, I mean, it, I don't know. It's just little stuff like that that started to make me... It, it kind of builds up and makes you resent it a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's my two cents. Yeah, I can see it. You guys want to talk about uh, Titanfall? Yeah, let's talk about Titanfall. Uh, they did their second tech test this last weekend. And first of all... Oh. The first tech text did not go well. No, it did not. It had, I would say, almost a Doom level of dislike. Uh, so you're saying it's going to be great. But unlike, <laughs> unlike Doom, they've already made some pretty significant changes for the second tech test. 
Uh, so now having said that, I think some of the core issues that it has are um, are probably not going to get fixed. I don't know. We'll see. I'm very curious. I'm super, super curious to see what's going to happen with this game because they've already kind of acknowledged player feedback more than I thought they would. And so I'm this this could be like a real Cinderella story where it goes through like a grand transformation and, you know, Titanfall takes his glasses off and shakes his hair out and he's beautiful, it turns out. <laughs> but but I don't know. Your mileage may vary. Um you see Steam outside with a boombox. Who, who played the original? Was it just was it just Michael who played it? Yeah. And uh, did you play it, Michael? Am I correct about that? Yeah, yeah, I played it. Okay. Not as much as I expected. I I was uh, very busy the month it came out. Uh-huh. So, and then the month after it came out, everyone was gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, it was like Silent Hill. I just walked out onto the street and there was nobody. They had a lot of issues with player attention, but most of those issues were content-related. And the problem is, is that, and what I mean by that is it just didn't have enough. There wasn't a single player campaign. There wasn't even really that many things to unlock. There were only two Titans. Like, that's not very many Titans. Weren't there three Titans? uh, Was there three? I think so. Okay, that's still not very many Titans. No, that's not very many Titans. But it is 150% more than you said. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) fair enough, fair enough. Um, Actually, it's only fifty percent more than you said. Well, yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, well, you know, we're not a math podcast now, are we? Or maybe we are. I don't know. Um, Today we're going to be discussing the cost and distribution. So here's the problem. Uh, I think what happened is respawn basically said, "Why did everyone stop playing our game?" And someone probably told them, "Like it's because you don't have enough content." And they said, "What? It's because it's too complex and hard to play." Okay. And so they basically set out to fix problems that the game did not have when it came to designing the sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say... It sounded to me more like they were like, why don't we just make Call of Duty again? Okay, let's make Call of Duty again. Kind, well, kind well, of, because, make Call of Duty again. because that's you have to remember that that is their guiding principle all the time, is sell as many copies as Call of Duty. Like, that is the most important piece of, of, the, of the puzzle, uh, that is the one thing that they are that they are setting out to do. So the problem then is they they say they see their their numbers drop off. They say, well, obviously no one wants new and fresh. They must want Call of Duty, and so they set out to make that. And there's a lot that's wrong with what they've changed. I I was very excited for Titanfall two because from a cursory glance it looks like they basically did exactly what they had to do, which is just take the first game and then make more of it. Like, make more of that. And instead, what they did is they made some pretty dramatic changes. Um, Let's start with the positive. There are two good things that they added. That's it. Two. Uh, They added... Well, three. Three. I'll give you three. They added a slide. So when you're running, if you press crouch, you'll do a really cool slide that lasts a really long time. Uh, and you'll you'll do this neat little slide that you can like shoot while you're sliding around, um, and then right. they've also added a grappling hook, which is very very helpful because there's a lot of times in the first Titanfall, like uh, you, you remember how you would if you lost a match you'd have to extract and and get onto the ship and leave. Yeah, um, yeah. A lot of times I found it difficult to get up to the ship because it would be on top of like a building that didn't have an obvious flight of stairs or something like that. 
But now you can just shoot your grappling hook up there. Uh, and it's a lot more satisfying, too, to uh, grapple onto Titans, to throw, like, the grappling hook and zip up onto the back of a Titan and then uh, fuck with them a little bit. Uh-huh. But, uh, and then the other, the third thing is there's more Titans. At least that's what we're told. Uh, we, I don't even really have that proof in the tech test, but it, it would seem <laughs> that there will be more. I think it's six, I want to say. I could be wrong about that, but there's more Titans. So there okay, you go. Now it's 100% more Titans. There's, are the, those are the three good things uh, that they did. Now let's talk about all the things they did wrong. <laughs> um, their maps are a complete mess. Their uh, Titanfall 1 has very, first of all, very large maps. And second of all, it has... Uh, maps that are fairly open like there's always a window you can jump in it's very very easy in their maps usually to kill line of sight like if someone has a good line of sight on you it's pretty easy to like duck into somewhere and uh, they, they call it a swiss cheese effect where there's all these like corridors and uh, you know a lot of different ways to traverse the map the new maps are geared towards having lanes uh, so, so all, all the traffic in the game is kind of funneled into three lanes. So think kind of like, uh, think kind of like Blood Gulch from Halo, uh, sort of where like there's two bases, one on each end, and then there's basically like three paths that you could take. You could go straight down the middle or you could take the side paths and every map pretty much follows that pattern. Um, That's very cool. Booty. That's very Call of Duty. Yeah, I don't like that. They have uh, gotten rid of Attrition, which is the game's main... Uh, it's basically like the main battle mode. It's team deathmatch, essentially. Uh, but what was what was, what? what was unique about Attrition in Titanfall 1 is uh, it was peppered with AI. Actually, I think almost all the modes had AI all over the place. Mm-hmm. And you could shoot them to, to kind of get experience and, and basically farm... Uh, getting your your Titan pulled out early, and what's nice about that is right. And it was basically like what I think was the most revolutionary thing about Titanfall was the kind of MOBA concept, right? Where yeah, a little bit. Well, it feels a lot more like a MOBA now, and in a in a very bad way. Uh, wow. So attrition is gone, and it has instead been replaced with the mode that they call Bounty Hunt. Here's mm-hmm. the, here's the thing about Bounty Hunt. Bounty Hunt. Every time you kill a grunt, first of all, uh, grunts are now neutral, so there aren't any on either team's side. It's just any if you see a grunt, anybody can kill them. And they only spawn on about two points in the map at a time. So there will just be two sections of the map where drop pods will fall and grunts will appear. It feels very like killing mobs in in the League of Legends or, or a Dota kind of game. Uh, where basically, like, if you're going to farm mobs, you have to, like, go find them. Whereas in the first Titanfall, there's a war going on, and these these mobs are fighting each other, and you're participating in in this fight. But now it's just that they've spawned in certain places, and if you want to go kill them, you, you go kill them. Um, and so uh, there's there's that. Every time you kill one, you get some money. You'll get, like, 20 bucks. It'll actually say, like, 20. You'll have a balance on your screen that it'll show you. And it caps out at a thousand, and then periodically, what'll happen is every like five minutes or so, there'll be a uh, set of banks that open up, two points on the map that are called the bank, and you run over there and you deposit your money. If you get killed before you're able to, de- <laughs> you get if you get killed before you're able to deposit your money, uh, then you'll lose half of it, and the other player will get it. The player who killed you. Now, what kind of fucked up feedback did they get on Titanfall One? 
Now, I don't know. I don't know if you guys have, have figured out the. I don't know if you guys have figured. <laughs> Lucio, is this serious stuff? <laughs> Just like. No, no, I gotta stop kidding. Gotta go to the bank. Gotta go to the bank. You have to go to the bank and bank your money. Now, um, now, I don't know if you guys have figured out the obvious strategy here, but the big problem with this game mode is that it encourages people to basically camp the banks and wait for people to come deposit all their money and then kill them and take it. Yep. And then they they die, they respawn, they're going to head to the bank again, and you'll kill them again and get the the half of their half. Um, And so I've never thought of Titanfall as a game where you camp, in the in the ten or twelve matches that I played, that was all I fucking encountered is people who just camped the bank. Uh, they basically let you go out and kill the the mobs, and then uh, they just collect it off of you. So like in old attrition, if you were kind of shit at the game, you could still run around and kill the NPCs, and like you contributed. But now, if you're kind of shit at the game, you'll run around kill the NPCs, and then someone else will kill you and take all your hard earned money for their team. Yep. It's great. Sounds great. It's it's the complete opposite of good time. Like it's just and this is their this is their like star all-star mode. This is the best they can do. Uh this is this, this is, is their their main attraction. This is what attrition is now. Attrition is out and this is in. At least that's what it sounds like. Now, will they put attrition back in? I don't know. Uh but that would go a long way. There's other problems though. So one, the maps have been switched down to lanes, which is just it's it's horseshit. It feels terrible. And I I wasn't sure whether or not it was in my head. And so I actually popped in Titanfall one tonight and played two matches. And I can't believe how much faster that game is. And uh, like like dramatic. So they've slowed it down. They've slowed it down quite a bit. Uh, and so wall running, sprinting, all of those things. They sped up uh, wall runs for the second tech demo, but it still isn't as fast as the original game. At least I don't think it is. Um, and that's just that's just terrible. Like <laughs> that's a that's an awful awful change. And uh, there's this like noteworthy interview where the game's director was talking about like the philosophy behind the game and how they very deliberately wanted to slow it down to make it easier for players to grasp. And uh, he comments that his favorite ability in the game is one called Stim that makes your character speed up. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you think? I think that's probably everybody's favorite. That was what was so great about Titanfall is how fast you could traverse the maps. There are maps in Titanfall 1 where you can go from one end of the map to the other end of the map without touching the ground. You can wall run the whole way, and uh, that just doesn't exist in Titanfall 2. In fact, one of the maps out of the three that they have in the tech test is basically just like an open field, which is the last way that you want to have fun. The other thing that's kind of shitty is uh, the Titans have been greatly reduced uh, in the sense that, well, two, a couple things. One, their shields don't regenerate. So any damage they take, they just permanently take it. And uh, that just means that, in effect, your Titan lasts not nearly as long. In the original, you could be really you know good with your Titan and you could back out of combat and you could salvage things and keep living to keep fighting. And so a little bit of Titan went a, went a lot further. Uh, right. But in this one, they, they die quite a bit quicker. Um, the, the one caveat that they've made to that, and I think that they, they did this because of the grappling hook, um, 
the grappling hook makes it a lot easier to get up onto the Titans. And in the original, if you get up on one, you basically rip off like their their shield on their engine or whatever. And then you can just mow your gun into it um, and kill the Titan, basically. You can, you can bring it all the way to death by just shooting that, by getting on top of it. But now they've made it so when you get on top of the Titan, you'll actually pull a battery out of it. And then you'll jump back down and you can take that battery and you can stick it in someone else's Titan to give them more life. So it's kind of a cool component. But if you want to kill a Titan by rodeoing it, you're going to have to get onto it twice. Basically, you'll, you'll get on, pull the battery out, jump off. And then if you want to try and kill it, you'll have to get on again and you'll drop a grenade down the battery hole. And that's how you kill the Titan. So you have a game called Titanfall where it doesn't suck now. Kind of. Yeah. Uh, that's great. The and this is something that they changed for the second test, but they took out the original game has a timer for you to get your Titan. Um, and they they basically that meant everybody got one, like no matter no matter what, even if you were the worst player in the world, you would get a Titan. Mm-hmm. And for Titanfall 2, their original plan was to make it so that it was kill streak based, which is oh. A horrible, a horrible idea. idea. Yeah, it's an awful, awful idea. So to make it something where you reward the players who are doing well and further punish the players who are doing poorly. Which and is always something that bothers me all the kind of time because you are basically... Like, if you're a player that was doing well, then that's it. You, you're just, like, unstoppable now. Well, and there, <laughs> there were a lot of average players who were reporting, you know, playing matches where they didn't get a Titan or, like, they just got one. And in Titanfall 1, I think you'd have a very hard time getting through a game without getting three Titans. Like, I think you'll almost always get three drops. Yeah, you got one, like, every five minutes. You Yeah, yeah. They were not hard to come by. Yeah, and, and beyond that, they're all over the place. Like, you're running into them constantly because other people have them. But uh, that's just not it's really the... It's kind of cool for a game called Titanfall. That's not really it the feels case like, here. It feels like this would result in matches where you never see Titans. Yeah, so basically what will happen is you will have like a top 20% of players who would like consistently be in robots fucking everybody else over and then the rest might get one or two and then like the bottom like half would never see a Titan. Yeah, so they are... It was, it was difficult to fight a Titan without a Titan. I mean, you could do it. You could jump on him and that was a lot of fun to do, but it wasn't easy. So right. once somebody gets a Titan, if it's just a bunch of guys, and I'm I'm sure there's ways to do it, but... It doesn't seem like it'd be as satisfying. No, I wouldn't say so. Um, it, it, but so that's something that they caved on for the second test. They they switched it oh. out so that uh, your Titan meter fills up just periodically now. Um, but it, you boost it with with kills, which you did in the original too. Right. So, uh, you know, but it's it's back to feeling a little bit more balanced in that regard. Um, the maps are designed in a lot of ways to make you get out of the Titan. So, like, the banks, when it comes time to bank your stuff, um, you have to get out of the Titan to get to the bank. There's no way... The map is built in such a way that you can't get up to it uh, without getting out of the Titan. Same with... What do they have against Titans? I don't know. Same same with Hardpoint. There's there's a mode called Hardpoint where you defend these... uh, It's like like Capture the Flag, right? Not Capture the Flag, but King of the Hill, sort of. Um, And in the original game, Hardpoint the point would just move around the map. I think that's how it works in most games, right? Is it, it moves around and you go stand in it and you accrue points until someone kills you. And then while they stand in it, they accrue points. 
right. but because it, the point is constantly moving around, it doesn't really, you know, it keeps things kind of flowing. It doesn't create that camping situation that I was talking about again. The new hard point has three designated points, and on both maps, two of them, well, actually, some one of the maps, three of them, uh, you, you can't get your Titan to those points. So uh, you're, you're just stuck getting out and going over as a pilot. I don't, I don't get it. It's, it's weird. There's, there's weird I, stuff. I guess I can understand why they would try to do new things, because I know the original Titanfall was they're a not bit doing, of a They're not doing new things. They're doing Call of Duty things. Well, all, all those things that Jared described our game was in Call of Duty. I mean, why they're changing things from the original Titanfall. I, I don't think the issue was that the game was bad, though. I think, that's, well, maybe, that's, the, maybe the maps were bad, but... No, I think the maps were great. I, the well, ones I that, thought there were a lot of empty, oh, bland maps. Play some Titanfall 2 and then go play Titanfall 1. Well, you're going to be amazed how good these maps are. They're incredible. It, and yes, here we are, but... But, um, yeah, it's just... The whole thing feels... It doesn't feel yeah. like a. It doesn't feel like you're in like a war anymore. Like Titanfall One felt like you were in a battle, like in a fight, and Titanfall Two just feels like you dropped into an arena to to do battle. And I think that's lame. Like that's not what that game was. Uh, so we'll see. It's still two months away, a little over two months, I think. No, I think it's two months dead on. Um, but so I mean, that's time to make a little bit of change. I would think reasonably that's enough time to put attrition back in. I don't know how feasible it is to speed up your pilots more. They they really are slowed down. I, I was kind of thinking after playing it, I was like, well, this isn't that bad. It's got to be in everybody's heads. And then when I popped Titanfall 1 in, I, I couldn't believe how how noticeable it was. Like, it, it's a lot slower. Um, mm-hmm. There's other little stuff. They In Titanfall 1, you can wall hang at any point. So just while you're running, if you start aiming, you'll grab onto the wall and stay there. And uh, that's now a perk that you have to equip which is kind of weird so is the grappling hook actually which also is kind of strange oh and your um your titan weapon it used to be you had two weapons a rifle a pistol and then your titan weapon which was on the d-pad um but now you just have the rifle or and the titan weapon there's no you can equip a pistol instead but you're not gonna have a titan weapon so there you go i know right how did how do you oh. fuck this up? Like what? I can't. I just can't. Well, how do you it. fuck it up so bad? I I don't believe it. Seems it. like they've gutted everything that was enjoyable about the game. Yeah, they basically took it from being like a special thing and made it not special at all. I mean, but all they could do now is just replace the Titans with canoes. <laughs> yeah, I I don't think that'd be that far off. I think that's kind of where well, we are. Well, the Titans are now AI controlled and they don't do anything. <laughs> and I mean, you know. Oh, the Titans have personalities now, too. You don't really see it in the multiplayer, but... Uh, Isn't that just, like, a thing so they can make a, a fun... Like, the Iron Giant with the fucking... Well, I, I like the look of the single player. Like, I'm I, I'm still going to buy this, A, because I think we need to cover it one way or the other. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm still, I'm still curious, but I definitely do not see any longevity in the multiplayer. I, I just don't... I don't get... I don't get what they're doing. I don't get why they made any of the decisions they made. It feels like they did everything they could to make this not Titanfall, which to me means that whatever they took away from the original game, that wasn't the thing they should have taken away. <laughs> Call me crazy, but that's how I see it. It's also all right. But anyway, um, <sighs> yeah, that's the jam. Should we talk about Deus Ex? Talk about happier things? 
Yeah, let's talk about Deus Ex. How are you finding oh. it, Lucio? I love it. How far are you? Where? What's going on? Uh, I've been fucking around track for like two hours now. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, uh, so I did the the intro. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I. I fucking started walking around Prague and like breaking into people's homes and hacking their shit <laughs> and stealing their beer so I could sell it. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a thing you can do. I've I've been opening up a lot of storage garages and doing some kind of weird yep. shit there. Uh, have you done any of the side missions yet? Uh, I'm actually doing one now, but I wanted to get fixed first because, you know, it's kind of annoying having yeah. your HUD. So uh, basically, when the game starts out, there's a big explosion that damages your your HUD, um, and you have to it, you you can't unlock any upgrades. And like some of your abilities work funny until you do the first like big story mission and get that repaired. But I wandered off anyway and got sucked into a side mission kind of on accident. And yeah, me too. Wound up doing that. So the one where the where the guard stops you. Yep. Is that where you were yep. too? Yep. Because I got to the I got to the guy uh, who you're supposed to go see to fix your HUD, and um, I was like, maybe I can get around and go in the back way instead, because there were guards there, like like uh, thugs, and so I was like, right. maybe I can sneak around them. And then when you try to sneak around them, the security guard stops you and he starts a side quest. So I went ahead and did that. Did you do that quest or did you? No, I uh, I'm still like sneaking. Okay. Yeah, because I went ahead and finished that one uh, all the way to the end, and um, it's it's pretty good. Like, I really like what I'm encountering so far. It's been a while since I played a decent RPG, I would say. Um, so, I'm actually more so, like so. There, it's weird because there's two sides of the sex, at least mankind divided, that that are kind of uh, contradictory. Mm-hmm. So the actual gameplay feels really deliberately carefully crafted like the level design is amazing you know the way the abilities work and things are handled um you know you can open almost any window and kind of just like use that to navigate mm-hmm. like you can basically be batman right so just like sneaking through the rooftops and the you know the the windows and stuff like that um there i found like two or three like hidden tunnels already just not even looking for them just fucking around mm-hmm. <laughs> um you know there was this one part where i opened up a secret door like a secret fake wall that was a door yeah and when i opened it there was this huge crate that i was that i couldn't move but if you shoot it with your tranquilizer gun it uh moves a little bit mm-hmm. so i just started shooting it really quickly and it toppled you know stuff like that which yeah. is actually a really stupid way to waste your tranquilizer ammo, but... Was there anything behind of, it? Yeah. Oh, good. You know, it's, it's kind of a stupid way to, like, waste your, your tranquilizer ammo, but it's kind of cool that it's there, you know what I mean? By the way, I don't know if you know this yet, but um, Praxis, the uh, currency that you use to level up, uh, those points become pretty plentiful as you go. Uh, like like by the end, you'll probably you could probably almost fully deck yourself out in upgrades, especially if you do the side missions, which I don't see why you wouldn't. And uh, I saw something online that I thought was a very good suggestion, which is to always keep two Praxis on you, 
so that if you wind up in a situation where you can't get where you want to go without an upgrade, you can buy the upgrade and do it that way. So um, I kind of followed that advice, and I got to this point where there was a grate that I needed to get into. I didn't need to. I could have taken like a much longer way, but I saw the grate, and I was like, oh, I want to get in there. But I couldn't get to it because a photocopier was in front of it, and it was too heavy to move. <laughs> but so I went in and upgraded my arms and moved the photocopier and uh, and got in the grate. Uh, so that's a that's a little tip for you. The other thing that I might mention is make sure the side missions are late are numbered. Um, mm-hmm. Make sure you do them all uh, in order before you move on to like the story missions because shit happens in Prague that makes a lot of those side missions impossible to go back and do again. Mm. Ah, that's so good. So there that's is it. there is content that you can just straight up miss if you go through the story mode too quick. So be, so, so be I just do the first mission and then and then do the side missions? Yeah, that's what I'd do. I, I would get your skills back and, you know, maybe go... One of the side missions, you have to go to your headquarters to get it. So um, you'll still need to do that kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, try and be as thorough as you can and, and really explore because, like I said, and I I actually looked them up because I was, I, I wanted to make sure I didn't miss anything. So, because mm-hmm. uh, I never found, like, the first one. Like, side, I think the, the guard is, like, side mission three. So there were, like, two that I hadn't even found. So mm. make sure you kind of do your diligence and check the numbering on them and make sure that you, you know, get to them because yeah like i said you you can get into situations where you just can't do them anymore that's a good uh that's a good uh, thing uh little tip how do you agree with my assessment that adam jensen looks like he has a terminal illness <laughs> yeah he looks fucked up he looks like he has like really he bad hep- the he's, pipe. he's got like hep c like i don't know that's probably <laughs> something you can get from getting all those augments and having all that surgery done on you in back alleys, but uh, man, he's not doing so good. No, no, he that's definitely been hitting something. Did you? So, uh, oh, so the other thing that the, the other thing that I don't like uh, that that I say about the game, where like it feels like it was done by two different companies, is like the the setting makes absolutely no fucking sense. Oh, like <laughs> like just Prague in general, or just just in general the setting, like. Why are why is there like a an augmented apartheid when augs are supposed to be the people who are powerful and rich enough to afford augmentations in the first place? Like, well, because they got into this situation where was it like a right, sickness or incident? Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. But still, man. I don't know. I, I don't think it's I don't think it's that far fetched. I think it is. But, you know, it's been a while since I played um the previous Deus Ex, but I do kind of remember thinking that it seemed to want to tell a story about the future and people who are robots, but it also wanted to tell this story about, I don't know, social justice or, um, well, cyberpunk has always been about, it's been about a lot of things, but one of the, the core like themes has been, you know, the haves versus the have nots and how mm-hmm. technology drives that gap further. um, and, you know, it's usually illustrated in the way that, you know, you have somebody who's rich, so they buy, I don't know, a super, you know, chromium penis that they use, uh, you know, to be even cooler. And you don't even need to tell whole... me what a super chromium penis is for, Lucio. <laughs> 
uh, and there, there's just no way that the normal penis man can catch up, right? <laughs> um, so, you know, that's been kind of central to the whole cyberpunk thing. Uh, well, it's either, you know, illustrated by machines being the ones that do the discrepancy, or whether it's just people who are, you know, inst- you know, using their influence and money to make themselves more powerful. But that's always been a part of, of kind of right. But in Deus Ex, they kind of treat you like you're the disabled person for being the, the exactly cyborg so, man. So they are like, you know, you're living in apartheid and you are. You know, discriminate against, and then I go and like I can punch through a wall and like kill through <laughs> these people without them even like noticing. I mean, I, I understand that. I think that's a fair criticism of both games, where there's a weird discrepancy where uh, you know you're like this. People are mad at you, right? Or people are scared of you or upset at you because you're this mm-hmm. you're this modified high tech killing machine who has knives that can shoot out of his arms and you know just turn people into salad in a couple seconds. And then there's this kind of incongruous moment where, like, people on the street are just walking up and, like, spitting in your face. And you're like, that's quite bold right. to do to, <laughs> like, you know, you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't walk up to a pit bull and spit in his face, a ferocious pit bull. So it's just strange. Right. That, uh, so I, I do see that disconnect for sure. Like, so, so, you know, people are, like, bitching about Ox and, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to beat him up and whatever. And I'm like... Can one of these people with, like, super robot arms just kind of, like, crush your <laughs> skull with their bare hands? Yeah, like if... If you've eaten enough candy bars. If Michael got some surgery <laughs> and turned himself into a tank, I'm probably not going to be rude to him. Like, I'll probably be... I'll probably be nice right. to him. <laughs> so, so then they put you in the ghetto, right? And I, I, I don't want to go there, but you are putting a Polish ghetto. <laughs> um, I don't want to go there either. <laughs> So they put you in the ghetto and, you know, everybody's like, oh, we are so, you know, all poor us, uh, you know, augmented people. What are we going to do? And then, like, you know, they have, like, fucking chrome up, like, hydraulics <laughs> in their arms and shit. And they look like they could just, like, tear up the building if they really wanted to. Right. They can they can punch a hole in the wall that's around them. Right. Like, I just don't know what to do. Exactly. It's like, <laughs> well, I've got some ideas. Just it up. Um, so one of the things that irks me about the game, and I guess you're probably, so do you have, are you back online? Like, did the guy mess around in your brain and get you all fixed up or are you? Okay. Uh, so So, uh, the part where I died when we were starting the podcast was, uh, me trying to sneak past the, uh, the guards. Gotcha. And when the podcast started, I just kind of just charged them. Do you, um, (laughs) do you mind if I give you just a tiny spoiler? It's not, it's not huge. But it's kind of the crux, not the Jensen crux. Jensen dies at the end. It's a well, he dies right after you get his brain fixed because the guy fucks up. He's like, "Oops!" and then you die, and then you play oh, as no. Raiden, Raiden for I the, the game. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! Uh, no, but um, so you go to the guy to get your brain fixed or whatever, and he does fuck up while he's working on you, and that is when the game clears all of your abilities. So all of the stuff that you had up until that point goes away. And um, the way that you're going, Lucio, you'll probably have done the same mission that I have. And so you'll probably have like like 12 to 15 Praxis points to spend. So you can get back up to speed pretty quickly. But um, I just hate it when games do that in general. Like I would have rather we just follow... Metroid. 
I would have rather we just follow a new character, you know, like just introduce mm-hmm. me to to uh, what could we call him? Sa- Saddam Johnson, <laughs> Saddam Johnson. And I'll it's just weird. Very that, nice. like, it's just weird also that you're following Jensen since in the last game he was supposed to be set up as like cyber Jesus. Right. And, 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 and in, no, nobody knows him. Like, and okay. in a lot of the endings, he died. And in this ending, they make it sound like he was very, very close. Well, like, was he such a compelling character that they had to bring him back? Do we really love Adam Jensen I mean, that I, much? I like them. No. He wasn't. I don't. He wasn't right. I think he he's wasn't like, annoying. I think he's which, like a cardboard cutout that just walks around and. Uh, I don't know, well, but all the Deus Ex heroes have always been kind of a like gruff. Yeah, JC not yeah, precisely. But, but the uh, thing is, the thing is, you can tell that Idos fucking loves him. Like, have you noticed how? Yeah, have you noticed how often really he does his cool sunglass thing? Like, yes, he does it for he's everything. The, he's a David Caruso of video games. He can't go more than five seconds without turning off his sunglasses so that he can turn them back on again at a cool moment. So, like a bomb goes off and there's smoke and dust everywhere. And it's like, this is when you should have your sunglasses on Adam, but he doesn't. Cause he waits to find a dying child or right, so he has to show emotion in his eyes to a dying child, but then, and then harden and put on his sunglasses. Right, right, right. He puts on his sunglasses to show how, how, you know, he hides his emotion. I don't know. It's stupid. Um, but anyway, the other thing, and this is a big plot point just throughout the game is, the guy does your surgery on your brain or whatever, and he fucks up and he accidentally wipes all of your stuff. And, but what he does find beyond that is he finds that since Adam's little adventure underwater uh, in the in the time that he was healing back up again, somebody installed experimental augs on him. And there's a set of your the whole point of the first game that all of his hogs were super experimental. It it happened again. (laughs) Um, Mm. Oh, and so uh, but this time they're like really experimental and to the point where like in the upgrade tree, they're glowing funny. And if you turn them on, if you if you decide to buy one with your Praxis kits, it will actually uh, cause. It will kill Jensen immediately. It'll cause your. <laughs> it'll cause your system to overheat, and in order to deal with that, you have to pick another one of the experimental augments, and you have to permanently disable it. Which it's not a big deal because they're split up into, uh, you know, fatal or uh, uh, what would you fatal. being nice. What, what, why can't I non-lethal. use non-lethal? Non-lethal. I don't know. Why I couldn't think of words. Um, but they're split Being like nice that. Is good, Jared. So it's really easy to just turn off the lethal ones if you're doing a non-lethal run. Like, it's a pretty simple matter. But um, I find them, and I'll, I'll be curious to see what you think of them after you get a chance to look through them. I think they're all super, super lame. Like, they're mostly, <laughs> they're mostly just guns. Every single one of them is a gun or an ability that functions just like a gun. Um so you, there's, there's like an electrocution move. That's the non-lethal one. But then there's also like a knife that you can shoot out of your wrist. And that's the lethal one. And um, I don't know. I, they're, really, they're really not very creative, in my opinion. <laughs> so I'm curious to see if you think that too. I'll check it out. I'm doing a non-lethal run. I usually do that in Deus Ex. Mm-hmm. Just because I feel that doing putting that constraint kind of helps you see more of the game, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how you like to play, but I put all of my points, almost all of my points, into hacking Death. and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's the other thing? Uh, the speech one. The, the speech yeah. points. 
uh, because I found yeah. those to be the most the most helpful. But I guess killing everybody's okay too. I remember in the first one, one of my my favorite moments was uh, talking to the guy in the police station into letting you in, even though you're clearly not a cop. Mm-hmm. I've gotten into a lot of. Uh, I would. I, I'd actually let me rephrase that. I've hardly gotten into any fights. I've talked my way out of almost every situation uh, so mm. far that I've that I found myself in, which makes me really happy. That's how I like to play games. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's actually pretty good. And it's kind of a it's kind of a rarity. Uh, but I very very few uh, situations have have resorted to violence for me. I can see easily how they could turn into that. But um, Do you know that um, that the AI of the cops depends on them seeing you do stuff. Uh, yes, but uh, do know that that includes the flying robots that are flying around. I know. And no, no, I know. But like, for example, I I, uh, I broke into some guys like convenience stores like back mm-hmm. and when he came out and saw me and pulled a gun on me the cops arrested him <laughs> huh. because i didn't do anything like they didn't see me do anything i do as far feel... as i knew there was just like, pulling a gun on some guy it does still have those moments though where you break into someone's house and they're totally cool with it you know because they didn't yep. actually see you hack the pad and so like i think i probably did the exact same thing that you did except i came in through the back way so I broke into the storage locker, and in the back of it, there was a door, and I opened that door, and it just led me inside one of the stores. So, like, I very clearly just came out of the back room and <laughs> sold him his own goods, but he he had no <laughs> issue with it whatsoever. He thought that was just yes, fine. Yes, yeah. Like, there was yes, no, like... And actually, there's a lot of restricted zones where I didn't really see any issue with walking into them. Like, I, I would just walk into them and People seem to be relatively okay with that a lot of the time. I don't yeah. know. We'll see. I'm not sure how consistent that is. But I just walked into like this police station that's supposed to be restricted and just walked in right into the back and hacked a pad and the guy sitting at the desk never said anything to me. Nice to see you, Adam. Oh, no, he was, he was already in, so it must be legit. Look, it's Adam <laughs> Jensen here for another uh, whatever, whatever. Yeah, anyway, you get the idea. But yeah, it's promising. Uh, I think it, to me, and I'd be curious to see if your assessment's the same. I don't remember Human Revolution very well, uh, but this feels, at least so far, like I've been able to be more chatty and talk my way out of situations and haven't really gotten into a lot of fights. Not really. I remember I I was very chatty in Human Revolution. But like I said... People get very far with words in well, that game. And it's been a while, so maybe I'm just remembering it wrong. The game doesn't have boss fights, but I've noticed that it has achievements for um, winning debates. And, like, awesome. that sounds so lame. That sounds awesome. What are you talking about? No, 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 but that's what I mean. Like, I, I, that really, really gets me excited. But I know that if, to the, to the average passerby, they're like, there's achievements for winning debates? Like, that's... <laughs> I wonder how many people play these games like they are actual shooters. I, I told uh, I told one of my friends that I was playing it that way and that I was really excited because I was talking out of a lot of situations. And it, that was his remark to me as he said, you must be the only person who plays games like that. And I really don't think so. But no, no. I, don't. I think that's one of the strengths of the sex, actually. But he couldn't imagine a situation where you wouldn't play and just like kill everyone. Because that's not whatever. I I didn't really enjoy Human Revolution that much, but one of the few things that I did like was that getting through a debate, like actually, you know, like talking someone out of a hostage situation or getting information out of them, 
it was like a pretty involved challenge. It wasn't just like eh, pass a pass a skill check. Well, like it I, was. I said I really the, had to work through that uh, that dialogue wheel. I've mentioned it a couple times on the podcast, but like one of my favorite video game moments is convincing Saren to kill himself at the end of Mass Effect. Like that's right? that's stuff that's satisfying to me. Um, I guess that sick fuck. I was gonna say I guess that says something about me. The the moments that I remember most fondly in video games are the ones where I talk people into suicide. But I know a game we're gonna make for Jared. Oh, it's a it's Suicide a, Squad. It's a hat stacking game where you have to talk your <laughs> opponent into killing themselves because they have too many hats. Um, someone yeah. get on it. All so right. yeah, like I feel if you're playing Deus Ex like a shooter, you are missing a lot of what makes the games interesting mm, yeah yeah i get that for sure all right well um i think that probably is is it for now we should circle back on deus ex too though because there's still a lot more to uncover i'm curious yeah. what you think of it i haven't gotten nearly far enough yet but a lot of people are saying that the ending that it might be a final station situation where uh, it may have been intended to be like one big game and they split it in half. Um, I know that uh, the, like, the reason why the beginning is so weird is because they like released a bunch of like books and bullshit that you're supposed to read. Oh, okay. I'm just not gonna. Yeah, me neither. I, I don't, that's a, that's a, that's a no. Um, that's the Kingdom Hearts method. Release other media that you need to understand your story on a system, on a different system, or and everybody in knows that worked out well for for uh, Kingdom Hearts. That's why it's the biggest franchise around. Right. That's why everyone loves it so much. Yep. To be fair, everyone does love it. If they could be bothered to make a third one, it's gonna sell a fuck ton. Uh, yeah, that's that's kind of fucking Square's thing. It's just a question of when. It's like Titanfall 2. Seems like such a no-brainer, but they'll probably do some weird shit to it that <laughs> ruins everything. Oh, please. Square's office is a master. Yeah, you're right. They got this on lock. They're gonna fuck it up. Like, nobody has fucked it up before. <laughs> hey, so I was on mute, and I didn't know it, and so I thought you guys were just being assholes. I was, I was wondering where you went I was to any ask. of my fun quips. I was so I'm going to share my thoughts on the games we talked about tonight. <laughs> okay. I was, really, I was really going to ask at some point. I was like, where did Doug go? I know sometimes you're on call. And I thought I just assumed it was that. I was like, oh, he must have had to like go do some work or something. I did some laundry and I came back and I was like saying all this stuff and you guys didn't say anything. I was like, fuck you. <laughs> so, Doug, since, since you were silent... Take okay. a few minutes to like yeah, go, Doug, over go, go right ahead. The, the stage I'll do is my, yours. my three man shots. Final station. Trains are dumb. And it's not the 1910s anymore. Titanfall, how come they don't just let you merge into one giant? Giant robot like Voltron. That sounds better than that shitty game you okay, were describing. That that oh, is good advice. Cool. Like, like uh, yeah. you know, you're being facetious a little bit, but that'd be so fucking badass if like four of you got Titans at once, you got to merge into like a giant Titan. That'd be really fucking yeah. cool. And there's yeah, see, and there's strategy cool. there. There's strategy there. Like tell your team, like, okay guys, save your Titans and we'll all spawn Mega Titan and then do the weird thing that we do, whatever that may be. Yeah. yeah. Healing beam. I don't know. Something dumb. God, and it could be like huge. Can you imagine that? Like this huge robot stomping around that like your entire team has to try to take down now? 
And you have to control one thing at a time. So one like one right leg, one left leg, <laughs> one okay. right arm. Now it's starting to sound my, my a little. Ex- my that, experience with online gaming tells me that's going to work out well. That's a little less great. threatening, but uh, when the left leg isn't is going the wrong way, you can call him a fag. That's great. It's wonderful. Yes, yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty good. All right, now do a set. Do do sex. Do sex. Where where can I get that robot penis? <laughs> I don't know. That's um. You have to remember that it is a work of fiction. Uh, but oh, I, you know, is? one one piece of feedback I had for Deus Ex, I feel like they fell into the trap that a lot of science fiction falls into, where they set it too close in the future. Yeah, like the original Deus Ex takes place in like 2051, but but Mankind Divided takes place in like 2029. So mm-hmm. just just a little over 10 years from now. And I find it really unlikely that we're going to have <laughs> robots running around in 20 years. Yeah, I don't know. We already have uh, pretty good uh, like um, prosthetics that use nerves to move by themselves and shit. Yeah, but could I they better p- have a robot penis by 2029. Could they punch through walls and eviscerate someone with knives that come out of them? No, no, we're not quite there yet. Yeah, we still got a little ways to go. And if Donald Trump becomes your president, the good news is it'll go a lot quicker. Yeah, I was going to say, he's definitely going to fund that shit. It'll take all the industry. It'll take all that money out of education and put it into killer robots. (laughs) To haunt Mexicans. We've been wasting too much time sending our kids to school. It's time to turn them into robots. (laughs) Doug, do you have any other thoughts? I feel like that can't be... That can't be it, or is that it? I, I think that that might be it. <laughs> Games are dumb. Stop playing them. Stop playing them. What about uh, Almost yeah. Kai? Do you have any thoughts on that? Oh, uh, how about anyone who's ever played that kills themselves? Because that game's terrible, and I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> Actually, I agree with you on that one. Okay, well, uh, should we should we make a pact right here, right now? No Man's Sky, never again. That's it. That's the end. Even yep. Even if... It's discovered that like there's a huge conspiracy or something, and it was a mind control device, uh, you know, put in to enslave you, but nobody ever made it far enough in the game to get enslaved. Uh, <laughs> That's what happens when you get to the center of the galaxy. Then we'll what if, still never speak of it again. What if there's one world somewhere out in that big galaxy where there's all this stuff? Like there's a 40-hour story with like romantic subplots and villains and just so much cool stuff. But you well, gotta go find it. I'm wanting to give you the answer that Sean Murray would give you, Michael. And there is. is. The universe is so big that you will probably never find it. If planets right? there, but you'll just never find it. You know, here's a thought I had. What if somewhere in there on one of the planets is Frog Fractions 2? <laughs> wow. So since it's a, a procedurally generated game that's basically infinite, it means that if you play it for long enough, it would be the game that you want it, it to be, It right? is Frog Fractions 2. By definition, right. eventually it will be frog fractures too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because it, that's how procedural generation it's works. A million, it's a million monkeys on typewriters. We'll eventually right. make frog fractures exactly. too. We all know that old expression. Yes. All right. Well, I think that's a good. Uh, it's a good time to get off the fun bus this week. But uh, thank you for listening, folks. If you uh, want to correct us on any of the bullshit that we said today, feel free to write into us. Contact at enemyslime.com. 
Uh, you can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We are at The Enemy Slime at both of those services. If you're going to be at PAX this coming weekend, let us know. Uh, I doubt anyone would, but we'd love to. We'll buy you a drink or, or whatever, you know? Oh, you're sure you want to, like, make good on that one? No, because it, well, it, won't, it won't happen anyway. But, uh, but the offer is there. The offer is there. I don't care how smelly you are. I'll meet you. That's a, that's a done deal. Michael will give you a hand job. Michael will give you a hand job. That, I didn't sign on for this. That one's not as guaranteed, but I still feel pretty good about it. You, you have to really force it up, but yeah, it's you're, he'll give it to you. It's going to be a lot of work, but you'll get it. Uh, and anyway, I think that's a excellent stopping point. Thanks for coming back, Doug. We appreciate <laughs> appreciate you rejoining us. And uh, I think with that, we are out. Yeah.